that makes me feel loved from one person. Junior church, you are dismissed to walk four years through fourth grade. Um, while they're doing that, I just want to remind everybody, you can always follow along the sermon on version. Um, that's a separate app. It's a free app for the Bible um, and our sermons, bulletins, everything that's in the bulletin and on the slides, plus maybe more, is on the sermon notes in there. Um, you can always look at that and save that for your own self there. So Christmas is behind us, but the chaos that we look at, the chaos of 2020, is still here. It's still lingering. People are waiting for the outcome of Wednesday to find out what's going to happen there. People are wondering what's going to happen with the economy, the government, what's going to happen with our schools, what's going to happen with society as a whole, and it's leaving many people to ask, now what? Now what are we going to do? Let's be honest. Don't we sometimes feel like our life is on spin cycle? We just go through these same things. We, we wake up in the morning. We go to work. We go home. We go to bed. We wake up in the morning. We go to work. We go home. And we're constantly just doing the same cycle. Making the same turns. We may feel like we have no direction. There's no purpose, no meaning. It's like almost, have you heard that thing? You're, you're just killing time. Just trying to wait till something comes along. My mom, whenever I was young, she would, I would get up to go somewhere. And, and knowing me as a kid, she should ask this. But she goes, where are you going? And then when I got my driver's license, even more. Where are you going? Where are you going? I think it's a very basic question, one I think we need to ask ourselves as individuals, but also we need to ask ourselves as a church. Where are we going as a church? The elders in Nevada have been trying to figure out these next steps. Dustin's been trying to figure out these next steps with the youth group on where are we going to go with all these things that are going on? How are we going to handle this? What are we going to do? Because we talked last year in the beginning about a, a new building, a new building program that we we're going to look at in, in March hit. And now where are we going? What do we do with social distancing? How do we handle that? What do we do with that? How do we make sure we're growing in faith and also in numbers? And basically, the elders and, and Dust and I, we've been trying to ask, now what? Where are we going? Where do we go from here? How many of you can answer that question today? That you know where you are going from here. I'm not talking about you going to this place to eat. But where are you going? You ever feel like you just pass yourself coming and going that you don't really know? And now another new year has started. And we're being told this is what you need to do to get your year started right. This is what you have to have in your life. You need to have, as even Rod was saying, we need these different resolutions. And I didn't make that resolution this year. I failed on it last year, so I try. The one to lose weight and get in shape. I, I don't want to start to fail at that. We're told to, to get a better life in the beginning of the year. You need to have a vision of what you want to accomplish in 21. 
Vision is where you need to point your life. Vision is what you want so that you know where you are going. It's kind of based in Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. But happy is the one who keeps the law. Where there is no vision, the people perish, as one uh, translation said. And this is scripture, so that means it's true. If we have no vision, we are unrestrained. We're aimlessly wandering around. So what do we need for 2021? We need a vision, a direction for our spiritual lives. And as we're looking at this, as um, the elders and I and Dustin and I were looking, it started leading to look at the book of Joshua. Joshua 1, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness to the south of the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River to the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land. I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and be very courageous. Notice that. He's already told them to be strong. Now be um, be courageous. Now he's saying be very courageous. He's, he's repeating it with more emphasis. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then... You'll be successful in everything you do. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I had to read that passage probably five or six times because it just kept new things were popping up in it every time I was reading it. In the, in the five books of Moses, we have a very full account of the rise, the adventure, the advance and establishment of the Old Testament church, the, the temple, the tabernacle, God's people, the family out of which it was raised, the promise, the miracles by which God gave them and built them up. The laws, the ordinances which he gave them to be governed by. We have a history of those early days of God's people. I mean, just think about just in the first few books, God led them out of Egyptian bondage. Over the course of time, he showed himself in, in various different ways. The, not just the delivering them, but the deliverance of how he led them out of Egypt. The parting of the Red Sea. Um, the cloud by day, the fire by night, the covenant he made with Abraham, 
May he bring them to this land flowing with abundance. God directed them. He was constantly with them. He was showing them. God gave them promises and he kept them. He gave them a covenant that passed down to Isaac, the son of Abraham. Then the promise was passed down to Jacob, the son of Isaac. The process of time, Isaac's son, Joseph, was sold into the land of Egypt by his own jealous brothers. Be careful how you treat your siblings. That's part of that lesson. But God worked many miracles throughout the whole thing, putting in place this one rejected one who would bring deliverance. The advancement of Joseph to high leadership of Egypt. And while that was happening, a famine's going on in his hometown, homeland, and God brought unity and restoration. To quicken the story, um, Joseph dies, and the people of God begin to multiply in the land. So much so that Pharaoh got nervous. Here is this mighty group of people, and they're getting bigger. So he enslaved them with extreme hardship. They cried out to God. God called Moses from a sheep pasture and gave him a mandate to lead the people out of Egypt to the land that God had promised them so many years before. He did this, but because of their unbelief and rebellion, God led them in the wilderness for 40 years, and then only their children and great or grandchildren plus Joshua and Caleb would be able to promise to inherit the promised land. And yet through all of it, even though the people kept failing, the people kept stumbling, God was faithful. He was merciful. In spite of all the murmurings, in spite of all their complaining, God was determined to keep his promises to his people. And then we come to the text today in Joshua. Moses, the great leader. Moses. He died before reaching the promised land. He had disobeyed God earlier, and God would not allow him to enter this promised land, but he could watch as the people came. And God said this, a new time was about to open up on God's timeline. That's what he's giving to the people. There is something new coming. Moses is dead, but God's covenant is not. And that is very key. Moses, the great leader, the great mentor, is now in his grave. But God's covenant was not just unforgotten. It was right there present. And he is now saying, be courageous, be very courageous, be strong and courageous, because my covenant is about to come true. I would imagine that during the 30 days of mourning for Moses, the people probably had one big question in their mind. Now what? Now what do we do? Moses led us out. Moses is the one who God spoke to. Moses is the one who God gave the plagues through. Moses is the one who parted the seas with God's help. Moses is... Now what? Are we going to go with his assistant? Where are we going from here? The people knew that uh, Moses had already laid his hands on Joshua and preparing for the future, but I can just guess there's apprehension. Isn't there always apprehension every four years when a new person takes the helm of the presidency? Oh, is that going to fulfill the promises? Are they going to do this? Uh, 
There's always apprehension when somebody else takes leadership role of a business. Where are they going to go? In a sense, Joshua isn't a prophet or a civil ruler. He's a general or a leader. He's called to head the people in the war of invasion, not like Moses was for deliverance. So now what? This is a whole new chapter in God's timeline. And look at these two verses again. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. There's a lot of focus on Moses right there. Then God even says that Moses, my servant, is dead. God called him that, my servant. There's person, personal interest in this. He, he claims him. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving. God is really coming up to Joshua and saying, look, get up and go. Now is the time for the land that I have given you to come true. Now, arise, go, possess. It's not time to think about going back to Egypt. It's no time to get up and, and think, well, let's just make the best of where we are now. It's not time to think, well, how can we approach? No, the time is to get up and go. If there's a direction there. What about St. Joe Church of Christ? Where do we go from here with all that we just went through? What do we do? After all of 2020, are we going to be just content with the status quo? Well, we have so much coming. We have so many involved. Are we going to be comfortable with how things stand? with the present circumstance or situation? Are we ready to give up and begin looking for that greener pasture, that promised land that God has given? Are we content to just sit here and think? Are we ready to rise up and go possess? Are we ready to forget the past and look what God has in store for us in the future? Are you ready to answer, to be strong, to be courageous. The people of Israel had to make a decision on this. That simple decision was to sit there and mourn the passing of Moses, to reminisce the past, or to stand up, to go forward and possess God's promise, to take hold of what God promises. And we are at the same time here. We are at the same crossroad. It's a brand new year. And God has been great to St. Joe Church of Christ. In spite of all our failures, in spite of all of our shortcomings, God has been good in spite of all the current events. As we look over our past years, not just this past year, as we look over our past, it's easy to reminisce about how great things were back then. We've had great times. Do you know how great it was four and a half, almost five years ago? It was so great I wasn't here. You loved that time. We can think back further and, and did you know this church was busting 200, 300 at one time? That was several years ago, like 80. We can sit and reminisce about that. We've had times of growth. We've had times of victory, times of prosperity, times of success. But we have also had times of difficulty and complexity. 
we've been disappointed by people, we have disappointed people. We have been discouraged with circumstances, and at times people have considered just the opposite. Let's just give up. Let's just stop. Let's just do something else. The church has had great times and bad times. And right now it is your decision, your, as all of us corporately, as to where we're going to go in our spiritual life. It is our decision as a congregation as to where we are going with the, uh, concerning the spirituality of this church. In spite of all the circumstances, the difficulties, the success we've had in the past, we cannot superimpose those victories into our future. They're already victorious. They're done. We can't say, well, we're victory here, so therefore we're done. We, we've reached it. I don't know about you, but I haven't reached heaven yet. I haven't reached perfection. I'm close. Haley's over there like, no, you're not. We, can, we can't just sit around on our successes and achievements and be content that the best is in our past. God has new things in store for you and this church. I mean, do you believe that? That God has something great. He has something new in store for you. Some great new victory in store. It planned its purpose for you and for this church. There are new horizons for us as a church to conquer. God has a whole storehouse of blessing. He wants to pour it out on us so much that we cannot contain it. There are new areas of ministry that God wants us to explore. There has never been a time in history where the church has had such a great potential for reaching the lost. The world has become isolated, and the church is saying, I know community, I know unity. Let me show you the one who created that and can restore you. There's never been a time in history that can answer this like we can. What can you do in 2021 and beyond? What can all of us as a church do in 2021 and beyond? To know where we're going, we need an answer. We need an answer to this direction, this what is our course the leadership, we've been trying to figure out what to do. I mean, honestly, we floundered trying to figure out what are we going to do with all this. 2020 threw us for a spin. Everything I knew about ministry was thrown in the trash. Everything I knew on how to get people incorporated and plugged in, you know what? It failed. But it didn't mean the church failed. It didn't mean that God's promises, his covenant failed. It means I need to look for his new plan, for his new growth. Aren't you tired of this constantly looking back and forth? Well, we did this, but now we got to do this. We got tired, tired of looking at the past failures and the, and the wants here and the necessities here. You tired of going this direction only to be told now you got to turn around and do this and you got to go this way and Walmart's got arrows on the wall, on the floors and now you don't have to follow them but you got to go through this door only no we're going to open this one now I am tired of all this misdirection of everything when a boat is off course do you know what the, what happens 
the captain goes back to the charts, he checks his surroundings, and he makes adjustments. Why would he do that? Because he knows where he wants to go, and if the charts show, that the guidelines show that he is off course, he adjusts the boat to the charts. He doesn't look at the waves and say, well, this one looks fun to ride for a while. He doesn't say, well, I like the clouds over in that direction. He goes to the course, the settings, and he adjusts it. He goes through all those clouds, all through those different waves, because he knows where he is going, and this church is no different. We are no different. God does not want us aimlessly just floating around in St. Joe, hoping to come across some victory. He's not saying, hey, look, they're just floating there, and they're happy. He has a direction. He has a purpose. We need a proper heading. We need to know where we are going as a church. And through all this thinking, well, the elders and the leadership, we have started something several years ago. We started 2018 with themes for the whole year. And that first year in 2018 was the theme of discipleship. And everything that year wanted to change and focus on the teaching, the mentoring, and leading people to be true disciples. And a true disciple is, is one who not only accepts the teachings of Jesus, but leads others to those teachings. That's what a true disciple was, to be true disciples of Jesus. In 2019, our theme was authentic. Our focus that year was to help us be truly authentic in our faith, to be real and relevant around us, to be those disciples, those really discipled Christians, real in front of everybody. Last year, our theme was intentional. All our sermon times together was spent with intentionality, trying to help us be more intentional with our faith, intentional with our families, intentional with the church. But last year didn't go as we intended at all. There was a lot of things that did not happen the way we wanted them to, the way we intended them to happen. Our whole Easter season was spent on our couches. Not an Easter egg hunt, not Resurrection Sunday, not a a fantastic Easter service where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Sunday school was canceled. And I'm not blaming anybody or pointing fingers at this. I'm just telling you this is what happened, okay? There were some things um, that just didn't happen. We ended up not having VBS for our kids. We had it planned, intended, and then we changed the dates with intentionality to do it, and then chaos erupted again. But there was more that was supposed to happen. We as a church, we were averaging almost 200 people. And because of this, we started looking at building ideas on where we were going to grow and how we were going to do these things, how we were going to facilitate our growing needs. And through all that, the whole country got locked down and everything ended. When we tried to come back, come back, our attendance was just half of what it was before COVID. We've had some families choose to stay home. We've lost some opportunities to minister to others because of restrictions. The year that was supposed to be very intentional seemed to be a bust. Everything we had planned on doing was postponed, altered, or canceled. Now what? I could stand here and I can complain. 
And there were a few times that I stood on the deck at my house and I complained to God. Why? Now what are we going to do? How do we handle this? How do I reach these people? I can't even go see them in the hospital. I can't even go pray with them there. I'm, a lot of them, they don't want you in the home because of, of the distancing and the virus. There's all these walls. There's all these things keeping us apart. I wanted to complain even more. I was mourning. I was grieving. Very similar to the people who were grieving and mourning over the loss of Moses. Everything they thought they knew, everything that was going according to plan, stopped. And it changed. And then the words that God spoke to Joshua hit me. God tells Joshua, get up. No more time for mourning. No more grieving. I know it isn't as you thought it would be, but I, God, am moving. I, the Lord, am planning. I, the creator, maker, sustainer, am fulfilling my promises. So arise, be strong, and be courageous. Follow. That's what God is telling Joshua. God is saying something very similar to Isaiah, Isaiah 43. But forget all that. All the things that are former. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. God is not done moving. God is not done with St. Joe. He didn't just forget about us. Sure, we didn't accomplish what we thought we would do. We didn't get to do everything that Donnie thought we could do. But forget all that. It's done. It's in the past. No more grieving. God is ready to do something new, and look, he's already begun. It is already doing it. God is already doing something new in and through the people of St. Joe, Church of Christ. Did you know that after the, the COVID lockdowns, most churches, once they started resuming, they were at 25, 30% attendance. When we came back from lockdown, we started at 50. We're ahead of the game, people. I had people in Colorado, ministers that I talked to on Zoom meetings, what are you doing different? I'm just good. But they really wanted to know. There are churches in our area that are still at 15, 20% of what they were. And now we are not at 50%. We're at 60, 70% of what we were pre-COVID. We are growing. Despite what the situation said we should be doing. We are reaching people because God is moving. Our youth group. Do you know our youth group is averaging 40 to 50 kids? Some of you just went, what? He's not a hunk. So it's not their attractive, but Tiana thinks so. How is it that Dustin, dorky Dustin, I need that little girl to come in and make me feel better now. How is it that he is able to facilitate 50 kids? Because God is moving in him and through the youth group. There is something new happening, and it is bringing growth. God is doing something new, and he has a great leader. Dustin does. None of you believe it. I 
mean God, yes, it's God. And all that brings us, with all that stuff that we're seeing God is doing, in spite of the past, no more mourning, no more grieving, God is doing something new, and that leads us to our theme for 2021. And after praying and reading a lot of scripture, the elders and I really feel like God has once again, just like we say every year, God has handed us this theme. Just like the past three years, this year's theme is destination. We are on a destination. Since coming here in 2016, all of us has been in a journey, a journey to a larger church, a larger church. I'm not talking numerically. I'm talking faith-wise. A larger church with various ministries. And those have resulted in larger attendances. If we focus on attendance, we're failing. I'm just going to tell you right now. I started looking at attendance, and then COVID hit, so it's all my fault. But we have, we have been growing because we started following God's plan. Attendance at that point was never our focus. Our focus was worshiping God to teach and lead others in a deeper, stronger faith in God which is the destination. Our destination is the focus of a journey that we're going on. You know where you're going. When you know it, you know the journey is worth the battle. You know the journey is worth the hassles because the destination, the destination is the reward. The destination is the plan. Destination is 2021. Our destination is going to take us through the book of Acts. Trying to look through all this stuff in the book of Acts, the fifth book in the New Testament. It's a record of the birth, something brand new that God is doing in his people. A birth of a brand new thing called the church. The growth of the church, the impact that the church had on the world. And the birth of something new God is doing right now in St. Joe. Through this study of Acts, we're going to reset the course of the church at times. We're going to check our surroundings and go back to the charts, go back to scriptures, and make sure we are following what God has destined, has called us, commanded us to do. From small church beginning in Acts, from small church, beginning church, growing church, global church, we have a destination. God, God is ultimately our destination. St. Joe Church of Christ is a church on that destination. And despite what hurdles await us in 2021, I don't care who's in the presidency. I don't care what type of new health risks come. I don't care what kind of economies rises or crashes. God always fulfills his promises. And God has promised to keep his church alive and active. God has promised to fulfill every good and perfect act through his people. And that includes St. Joe Church of Christ. As long as we do like Joshua, you go back to the book of instructions. You meditate on it day and night so you don't deviate left or right. You stay straight on course. You go to the destination. No matter the cultural circumstances, we're heading for destination because God is going to lead this church, not die. Thankfully, not Dustin. It might be a little better than Donnie. Apparently, y'all love him more. <laughs> but God is guiding, and we are going to follow His light, His guiding. 
We are going to follow him to his destination. That is what this church is going to do as a whole. But what about you? Where are you going from here? Are you going to give up? Are you going to quit? Are you going to sit around and reminisce about the past? Are you going to allow the failures of our past, of your past, get in the way of the progression of the future of the movement? It's your decision individually. You're at a crossroads, and the decision is now. The elders have already decided this is where we know God wants the church to go. I'm not talking about making some New York uh, New Year's resolution. I'm talking about a real commitment to follow God, to head towards His destination. Where am I going to be at the end of this year in my spiritual journey? I need to know that. Only I can answer that with God. You need to answer that where you're going to be. How am I personally going to help this church grow forward in winning lost souls for Jesus Christ? That's what I have to answer, and that's what you need to answer for yourself. What steps am I going to take to be a blessing to my church and my community, not a hindrance, not a stumbling block? Church. Church. It is time to arise, to be strong, to be courageous, and to go to the destination that God has called us. God had told Joshua, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, after you do those things, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. God says this. Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Do not let 2020 hurt you. Do not let 2020 pull you down. Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, is with you. Wherever you go, when you follow his destination, those promises are just important to us as they are to Joshua. God wants his church to prosper. God wants his church to arise. God wants his church to get up out of the chairs and be the church. God wants his church to stand up and quit holding on to the handrail and get out there and live like we believe in the promises of the church. They couldn't take the land if they sat there and wondered about it. They couldn't receive the promises if they only pondered it. They had to get up. They had to be strong. They had to be courageous and go to the destination. Are you ready to do it? Are you ready? Because I am. I'm tired of mourning and grieving over 2020. And it is hurt. It is hurt in many ways in different areas. But that is not me. That is not my failure. That is the world, and I am on destination. And behold, God is doing something new. And I am going to stand on his promises, and I will move when he leads me in a destination. Are you ready to do it? We're going to stand. 
we're going to sing. We're going to go back into the throne room of heaven and worship God. And if you need to make a declaration that you're tired of sitting on the sideline, that you're tired of waiting, I want to ask you to make that. If you need to talk with somebody to pray about something, we're going to have people watch and you go in the cafe and we'll pray with you and help guide us all in the destination. Are you willing to stand up and say, I'm in. Sign me up. I am in for this destination. And how can you make that? How can you make that verbally heard? How can you make that visually seen that you are doing it? Not just mental. Don't just think it. How are you going to show it?